0: On this episode of the Untitled Themed Entertainment Design Show, Patrick and Andy lift the curtain on RWS Global. with guests Kevin Cresco, SVP of Global Marketing and Business Development, Monica Miklas, Senior Manager of Creative Direction, Paul Finn, Head of Music and Media, and Randy Smith, AVP of Creative, all part of the new RWS Global Family of Companies. On behalf of everyone here at TETV, I hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hello, Andy. How are you doing, sir? Good, how are you? Oh, living the dream here in Orlando, Florida. It's a big day for uh, the, the show. We have a big, humongous company on. Are you excited for the show, Andy?
2: I'm excited. I'm very excited to learn more about RWS, uh, you know, and their uh, plethora of companies and services.
1: Yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting, there's been a trend in the industry of just companies that are merging together and forming bigger entities and, you know, kind of creating turnkey service. So uh, we're going to be talking about that in just a moment. So we're really excited about that. Um, a quick a little housekeeping note, our next show is going to be pretty quick, actually. It's going to be uh, Monday the 24th at our normal time, 5 o'clock Eastern uh, to Pacific time, and that's going to be with Donnelly Williams at Altec Integrated Solutions. Um, I've, I've gotten to know uh, Donnelly over the past year or so, and that's going to be a really fun show. Uh, he's worked on a lot of interesting projects on the engineering side, technical side, um, so we're going to be talking and diving into that. So please make sure you set your watch to that show, and we're looking forward to that one.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah, I had uh, the pleasure of having dinner with him a few weeks ago and really great guy, really interesting and uh, has a really unique perspective on the industry as well as uh, I think, you know, one of those great stories about how, how he got into the industry as well. So I'm looking forward to him telling that story. That's going to be great.
1: But without yeah. further ado, why don't we go ahead and show a little video about what RWS has been up to.
3: Conception and ideation, design and creativity,
4: innovation and artistry, installation and operation.
5: From concept to completion,
4: we are
2: four powerhouse companies
1: with
0: one mission to elevate experiences everywhere. We are RWS
5: Global.
2: All right.
1: And here they are. And here they are. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're so excited to have you on. Hey. Thanks for having us. Yes. Excited Thanks to be here. So All right. So we have, uh, you know, why don't, why don't we go? Let's go around the room. I don't want to mess up any of your names here. So um, why don't we go and just talk a little bit about maybe a 15 second intro for each of you, and then we'll dive in a little bit deeper. How's that go? How's that sound? Great. All right. Randy Smith.
0: Yeah. Hey. Randy Smith. Um, I'm with uh, JRA in Cincinnati. I've been with uh, JRA for uh, 35 years, and I've worked on all kinds of projects, big to small, Ferrari World Abu Dhabi, National Comedy Center, Children's Museums, uh, branded attractions. All right, well, welcome. And then we have Monica. Monica.
3: Hey, everyone. Good morning from Los Angeles. I'm Monica Miklas. I'm the senior manager of creative direction uh, on the land side of things at RWS. Um, prior to RWS, I worked in immersive theater as a creative producer, writer, and performer. And I also had sort of a dual track career as an event producer at nonprofits. At RWS, I focus on immersive experiences, as you might guess. Um, but this year, that's involved a lot of haunts, a lot of holiday, and a lot of uh, illuminated nighttime experiences, um, in addition to some performer-driven experiences that we'll talk about today.
1: All right. And then we have Paul Finn. I hey,
3: everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm Paul Finn. I head up the music
4: and media department over at TED here in London. Um my role goes from creating everything digital content-wise, so music right through to media, character animation, VFX, uh, all the all the really fun stuff, as I like to put it.
5: All right, well, welcome to the show, and then of course Kevin here. Hello, everybody. Kevin Cresco, Senior Vice President of Business Development and Marketing at RWS Global, um, which oversees all our ups, all of our subsidiaries, including Arc which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit, Um, but I get to collaborate with all of our fine team members and talent members around the globe, which is over 300 full-time team members and over 8,000 talented performers, technicians, and artists bringing our imaginary worlds to life.
2: Awesome, well, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, I I just want to dive right in and uh, like I said, uh, before the show started, I was like, uh, I think off the top of my head, one of the things that I'm most curious about uh, is what is RWS? So what does RWS stand for? The letters, the actual letters.
5: Well, I can take that. Um, I hope this will be another uh, a trivia question at IAPA this year. Um, <laughs> but RWS stands for uh, Ryan William Stana, who founded the company in 2003 out of the corner of his New York City apartment um, with a goal to create moments of surprise and delight for audiences around the world. And today we're gonna talk about how we do that.
2: I'm really excited, that's cool. Um, well then, moving on from that, um, now that we know. Um, <laughs> so let's let's talk about the, the, the sort of the huge zeitgeist that you guys have built now with all the different companies and uh, Services, you know, the sort of the end to end sort of uh, services that you that you provide now. Let's uh, let's get into that. Like what 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 is RWS Global now?
5: Yeah. So when Ryan founded the company, he really wanted to create a first moment of interaction where kids could experience entertainment for the first time. Um, you know, a lot of people think Broadway is the place to be. A lot of people, um, don't have the ability to go see live theater, um, and theme parks became that avenue to allow people to dream big. And our goal at RWS is to create moments of inspiration for children and families everywhere around the world. And, um, with, with that intention of really, um, igniting the inspiration. Ryan wanted to create a career path for performers in the industry, which really doesn't exist um, anywhere in the world. Um, so performers could come to RWS um, and work at a theme park, work at one of our hotels and, uh, or resorts, um, perform on a cruise ship, and then be seen by our casting agency, ARC, um, for TV, film, commercial, and Broadway. It's been a very, very successful program for us at RWS um, in being able to really provide the best of the best talent to all of our partners. And we wanted to create that same synergy for our clients. So um, we welcomed JRA to the RWS family a few years ago to really create that client trajectory. Um, so not only are you getting performers that, and, and technicians that can have a career with RWS, but now our partners can see everything from a full master plan um, with all of the designers at JRA and see that through to operations with the services we provide both um, at RWS and at TED um so i like to say jra is creating the worlds that rws and ted play in um and with the acquisition of ted a year and a half ago um not only did we um add additional services to our design and performance places we really did create that turnkey solution um so ted has now brought multimedia which paul will bring to life um throughout this hour uh to us so we have that Full in house capabilities of multimedia and animation, as well as the actual outfits of those technical pieces. So, providing the lights, um, the gear, uh, the audio gear, and the video piece of it. Um, but one of the other things that um, we've also brought to our services is fitness and well being. Um, so, we're providing very theatrical and interactive fitness and well being programming uh, for cruise ships, for resorts, um, even retail centers right now. Um, It's definitely uh, on the trend, um, well-being and fitness programs. Um, And then also, you know, one of the things we look at, um, especially Monica's team, is what are those ROI opportunities that we're bringing to clients um, to drive revenue throughout the experiences? So with the addition of TED and their retail and merchandising team, um, we're easily complementing that. So we're creating now a lot of bespoke merchandise um, for our partners around the globe to elevate what that experience is and allow guests to take home what I call those emotional souvenirs.
2: Well, that was a great explanation.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, Monica, anything to add to that? Your name is invoked in that about the you know the client trajectory in general.
3: Yes, I think that um, one of the things we've seen in the last couple of years with uh, TED and Jerry joining the RWS Global family is that we are able to think collaboratively across all of the companies within the family to deliver experiences for clients. So just recently, Randy and I have been working very closely together on an experience um, with a team from TED that's actually going to execute the experience. Paul is actually involved too. So you've kind of got everybody from that project team on this call. And that's just one example of a project that pulls from the Kind of the creative specialties of all the different teams that we have.
1: Great. Okay. Well, does anybody else want to speak to that? Uh, any any other things to add about that before we then move on to the next question?
0: I mean, I think you know what's been great for <clears throat> for me in particular. You know, I, I'm usually uh, in a master plan level or an initial creative, and and sometimes we'll get into a concept that. Um, you know, we don't always know exactly how the theater part going to work or the live portion, and and by having uh, Ted and RWS in there, we can really now start to get more of that information um, and and get it kind of baked into the uh, the con- the early concepts instead of having to wait later on, and that's been that's been great great for us.
4: Yeah, I think from our side as well, we've we've really been able to just you know expand our ideation of anything we're working on so it's been great to be able to reach out to different people um within our global system now and be able to work with them together um to create better and greater ideas for everything we do
2: well along those lines you know you guys talk about your talent trajectory uh with the artists with the with the casting uh, arc uh company uh like can you Can you talk a little bit more about like how that global casting and recruitment, uh, you know, can help people progress their careers through the various opportunities that you guys have?
5: Sure. Um, So like I mentioned earlier, we acquired Binder Casting um, about six or seven years ago um, to really create that entire performer trajectory at RWS. And recently we rebranded Binder Casting to Arc. Um, with the welcoming of Duncan Stewart, a leading casting agent um, in New York for theater, commercial, TV, and film. Um, So our global casting team, um, based out of New York City, as well as um, at the TED office in London, um, is really all about connecting talent to um, deep, uh, diverse individuals uh, for those avenues. And we decided to rebrand arc um because at the end of the day you know rws jra ted um we're all about story right and every story has an arc and we really want to find the best storytellers to bring the stories that jra are creating to life um when we're looking at the overall theme park world or creating our new retail destination center or hotel um or a resort um but what's been great especially now with um The challenges of finding great talent and and also finding staffing in general um, is because we have those career pathways um, for performers as as well as technicians. Um, We haven't had much trouble in the recruitment um, avenue to be able to bring those worlds to life through um, engaging performances, uh, whether it be your traditional theater style or your immersive experience piece.
1: That's great. Well, and, and kind
5: of talking about, you know, the full
1: package that you're all able to deliver, um, you know, you're, you're kind of a unique company. Well, definitely unique, not kind of, because, you know, you're able to turnkey projects and sustain them over periods of time, um, you know, entertainment. Um, and then versus, you know, uh, a company like, um, you know, that's a vendor company that's designing a project. After the park opens, they may be, basically hand it off to operations and in that relationship may come to an end. So, um, you know, how does how does, you know, RWS, uh, you know, stay active on an ongoing basis with your your partners and whoever would like to answer that?
3: I can feel that. Uh, so it really depends on the client. And, and one of the things that we pride ourselves on is that even though we are a one stop shop, it's not one size fits all. So every time we engage with a new client or even in ongoing relationships with legacy clients, we are always listening and always evaluating what do you need let's let's make this suite of things that we have to offer you work for you so with a given client sometimes we may be sort of handing over a project that they're going to operate with with um sort of occasional check-ins um, a lot of other times we are managing the team on site with a company manager um, perhaps with a venue manager on ships particularly with technicians um, So there's a real range. Uh, All of those efforts are led by a team of project managers. Every client gets assigned a person who's their go-to person who is um, really at their beck and call almost 24 seven. Sometimes we take weekends off. And um, that team helps manage uh, everything that the client needs and then delegates out to different departments within RWS and beyond. whether that's costumes, whether that's casting, um, to solve uh, issues as they arise, which in live performance, inevitably they do. That's why you do it live.
2: Well, you've talked a lot about casting and, and you mentioned uh, cruise ships and there's a lot of uh, shows that happen on cruise ships that require a cast. And I'm a huge cruise fan. I've been on a lot of cruises uh, all over the world. and. Um, I'm really excited to learn more about your work with MSC uh, Cruise Lines, and uh, I think we have a deck that we can that we can throw up with uh, some images of your work with them, and we can go through Absolutely. that a to learn more about that. So you can you can walk us through what we're looking at here.
3: Great, um, Paul, I'll I'll hop in, and then I'll I'll, I'll hand off to you Brilliant. to talk about the, yeah. the technical work that we did with the show that your team led. So Ibiza Symphonica is um, one of a trio of immersive nightclub experiences for MSC Europa, It's a brand new ship that was christened just last November. And we were given uh, by MSC really a, a black box theater, um, a, a blank slate and asked to do something immersive, something innovative in that space. So we designed three different shows, all of which um, engage the audience in different ways really our our primary objective in these shows is casting the audience, give them a role, give them a part to play, that they can then play alongside the performers, um, a really uh, wonderful cast of 10 that involves uh, two singers um, who also are are dancers, um, four dancers, three specialty performers, and a DJ character. So using that palette of 10 performers, we developed these three different projects, one of which is Ibiza Symphonica. Um, In this show, we cast the audience as invited guests on a very fancy yacht docked just off of Ibiza, and you've really been invited to uh, the party of a lifetime. Um, A somewhat hedonistic evening that that starts as a, a sort of a classy gala affair and Descends uh, more into fun, uh, a little bit of sexiness um, and a little bit of intrigue as the, the show progresses. So, um, Paul, I'll, I'll hand it over to you to talk about um, what the back end of that show looked like.
4: So, yeah, we had um, uh, Damien and Monica on a call with us uh, at the start and they kind of said we want to create a visual which could make um, the audience feel like they have the The orchestra there with them, but also capture the fine details of these beautiful instruments which people are playing, along with somehow putting that together with visuals that feel like you're in a club. So that was a really fun kind of brief for us to start with and we we worked through one of the first ideas we came up with was how can we take the show kind of feeling like you're from the cafe del mar kind of sunset era right down through and we go through back through to morning essentially and then we start the party all over again so that was one of the first kind of concepts we came up with and um worked through uh Damien had um, shared some videos of um, one of the Lana Del Rey music videos and was like, I love the inspiration of the way they filmed the orchestra with a kind of backlit shadow. So from the pictures, you can see um, if you skip back to the first picture for me, you can see that the um, we set up with the orchestra and this ended up actually being a full kind of left and right um, shot of the orchestra with this beautiful shadow on the background, which in the post has a real enhanced feel to it. These were then merged um, with the different visuals you can see on the green screens uh, and then put into um, an environment with different club-style visuals. So you've got these lovely um, visuals of the instruments being played in these different backgrounds, and then they're merged, as I said, with these wonderful backgrounds, which kind of really give you the energy of the music that was within this project. Um, If you go on to the... Uh, next picture please you can kind of see there from the picture how the orchestra integrated with the live performance and kind of fits all together with different lighting to really give that club feel Mm
3: -hmm. we should mention this was about a how many 30 feet high um, LED screen that makes up one entire wall of the venue so when you're in this venue it's so present um, but but beyond that, it's a very simple venue. So it's really a focal point. And the artistic challenge to to all of these projects, which Paul's team managed so beautifully, is that you you still want the focus to be on the performers who are live in the room. Sure. And so you have to figure out how do we complement that that live performance with something on the screens, How do we make those things work in tandem?
4: Yeah, we never wanted them to feel like they come fully out of the screen and take away from our our live performance, as Monica said. And you can kind of see that as we move through the show to the green screen backgrounds and the black screen backgrounds where they kind of merge nicely in there. So you can see some of the detail on the right and left of those performers. You can see those details of the instruments being played, the violins, the flutes, etc. But again, it's got that feel to keep that real high tempo fun feel throughout the show.
2: Yeah, integrating uh, those big LED screens onto a stage like that is really tricky and has to be done just right.
4: Yeah, we had a lot of fun. A lot of fun with this. And I think that... The main the main part for us, which just really kind of set this apart, was integrating the two together. We've done orchestra shows where we have them backing a show before digitally. We've done great VFX visuals, but actually slotting those two together um, was a real kind of fun challenge for us at the start. And, and one of the bits that excited us most about kind of getting that right. We had to do a lot of work on the ship as well. One of our senior designers went out just to kind of make sure it all fitted together perfectly. Um, and we made sure light changes happened, to make sure things during the show fitted with the lighting design uh, when we were on there. And that was that was quite a, a fun challenge to get those two to work perfectly together so everything feels like it's happening in the same space.
3: Yes, as was managing all of the file management for uh, a project that large, um, something that always comes up on ships that I guess I didn't really anticipate until I found myself on one um, it, you get very old school with uh, hand delivering hard drives and that sort of thing. So.
4: Mm-hmm. With a lot of these venues as well, the the files to make sure the quality is, uh, you know, the best it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And we're using the top kind of file um exports so that really made sure that a we had the quality on board but as monica said a nightmare because each file could be you know eight or nine gigabytes big just for one one part of the um one song in the show as it flows through so that's definitely a challenge which um we we come across a lot with all all our different clients at at sea and um we find different ways to make sure that's out there and delivered and, and and working perfectly
5: Well, I think another unique thing, and Randy, maybe you want to touch on this too, with our collaboration and partnership with MSC, we really have reimagined some of their attractions um, on board, which I know we don't have a picture of today. Um, But Randy, do you kind of want to bring that to life a little bit?
0: Um, Are you talking about the KUKA?
5: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: So, you know, one of the things was, um, you know, trying to come up with a whole new – show an experience but using um, um a Kuka arm so um we have this um entire basically ride mechanism using the Kuka arm into a screen but then also being able to turn that uh turn the guests around and see out across the ocean so it's this kind of wild um ride um media uh combination um using a kuka arm as the as the device as the ride vehicle and uh really one of the first times ever used on a ship so pretty cool stuff um so it just kind of uses some of our you know experience in building these permanent exhibits or ride mechanisms and then trying to find a way to make that work uh on board
4: right yeah. well, i should
3: also and- mention before we move on with msc we also have um lounge-based shows um that are uh more of uh, i hesitate to say traditional because they're they're very fun and very exciting and i think that word sometimes can um put us in a different mindset but um proscenium based shows in lounge settings with with a degree of guest interactivity um, as well as circus-based shows on MSC Mirabilia. So really, across the fleet, um, there's a whole variety of projects that we work on, um, and these are just a sample. There's there's all sorts.
1: Well, That's great. Well, it's I, you know, it's funny when I saw your 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 title have land at the end of it, I was like, what? What kind of land? And now I know land, sea. Do you have an air department as well? Land, sea, air, and space. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so that's all that's all coming together so speaking of the land uh you know y- you know you also do seasonal events such as uh, haunts uh and so i'd love to just talk about that uh, maybe this could be uh to, to kevin to speak on of you know harnessing your strengths of all your live entertainment and then offering that into creating you know haunts and attractions haunted attraction experiences
5: Yeah, I can start this and let Monica uh, and even Paul and and Randy chime in as well, because this is uh, one of the worlds that we've had. We've seen a lot of collaboration happening um, with all of our companies, which is really exciting, especially for me. I started creating Halloween experiences in my mom's yard when I was like 10 years old. and um now i'm you know developing all these fantastic haunted experiences with the team here and and the team around the globe um i think one of the things that's very cool about what we are doing in the haunt world is you know we we say the word immersive a lot um what i think the team does really well is create authenticity in the world of haunt which really increases and raises that level of fear if you will um, when we're going into these environments because they are very real Um, one of the things we talk about is how we activate the five senses um, within Halloween my favorite is obviously smell um, because we get to play with a lot of different um, smelly effects that you normally don't Um, But we also provide that sixth sense of human engagement. Um, So it's really about focusing that overall story. Um, And we're also about moments of surprise and delight, too. So one of the things that I think is challenging with Halloween environments in theme parks is the conga line. Um, So you're not always willing to provide that element of scare you, you might be used to in a haunted environment that is not worried about um, getting all of their guests through each night. But I think we've managed some very clever ways um, over the past couple of years on, on how to achieve a heightened level of fear. Um, one is a choose-your-own-destiny. Um, so there's multiple paths throughout the haunted house. So you could go through two or three times and have a different experience um, and even get split up by your group. Um, the other that we have uh, experimented with is secret rooms. Um, within the haunted houses. Uh, We're always looking at that ROI piece of things. Um, So having that kind of VIP ticket, if you will, allows you access into secret rooms. Um, We've also integrated speakeasy uh, experiences within the haunts, some at the beginning and some at the middle, um, as well as some at the end, which have been very, very successful um, in increasing Um, the guest experience and and bringing that ROI um, to our partners, too. Monica?
3: Sure. Um, Well, one of the things I love the most as a creator about haunts is the the constraints that actually are present within them. And then those get doubled when you start dealing with IP-based haunts. We're working on two different IP-based haunt projects right now uh, that are both going to debut this fall. so all of those technical challenges, all of those um, ways you have to work within the IP, they they really force you to think creatively in a different way. Um, it's very technical to design a haunt and and lay out the floor plan in just a way that it's going to support the creative story that you're trying to tell. So that's been really uh, rewarding for, for me as a creative lead on these projects is how hand in hand we have to work with the entire team. And again, on these two projects I've just mentioned, these are global projects. So we're working with folks from TED, we're working with folks from RWS, um, we're bringing in the casting department and figuring out how do we, okay, take a step forward with the creative. Okay, now let's take a step forward with the technical design. Okay, now that, that leads to a creative choice. And kind of going back and forth It's really fun and I find very rewarding. Um, I will say that with the, with IP as well, there's the, it's a structured imagination um, that we have to use in order to be faithful to those, uh, those properties. Um, And that of course has its own series of challenges some of which are just timeline. Paul, do you wanna talk a bit about how how we've worked together on some of the the media design and the audio?
5: Yeah, Um, I'll kind of, before you jump in, I know Monica's teasing these IP haunts that we're working on. (laughs) Unfortunately, I can't go further than the tease, Um, but there's a couple really exciting um, films that we're bringing to life, both in the States and uh, over in Europe this year, uh, which we're pretty excited about.
4: So one of the things we've you know, we found really exciting about working on these. Is probably the opposite to money, which is the constraints, and obviously there is, but for us, it's kind of like letting us run wild with supporting those through audio, and that's not just score and music. That is trying to create those feels within these experiences to make you feel uh, very uneasy, uh, very, very shocked in some some aspects, and also then enhance that with a, a musical score. One of our aims really with this is to kind of push it to make you feel like you're in the film. So you've got those sound effects around you really kind of enhancing the whole experience that Kevin said about having, you know, making sure we kind of go through all the different senses. Um, the, the the ear for us is one of the, the most engaging on our side and um, just really kind of can make you you feel so uneasy. We're working on one now and the, the zone three of it, Um one of our guys walked into the room and it just, I had to walk out. I just generally felt uneasy with the sound he created. And you just know when you're in, immersed in that experience, it's going to really, really enhance that whole feeling across it. Um, And then the score just really backs that up, makes us makes us um, kind of feel like we're within that world of that IP and that movie um, at the times we're in there. And we've created some really cool scores. So hopefully, when you see that we've been involved in these, you can go and experience and have a great time.
2: Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. I mean, at full disclosure, I'm a composer and sound designer as well, so that's that's a really interesting uh, uh, aspect of, of the experience for me. I've worked on a lot of haunts and horror movies and things like that. I'm, working, I'm also working on a, a haunted dark ride as well right now, so uh, it's all a lot of fun. So, yeah, I love doing stuff like that, you know, making people feel uneasy. I've been doing it for 20 years.
4: <laughs> Yeah, building up those atmospheres is so great, isn't it? It's just layer upon layer of different sounds, making it feel discordant and just, yeah, that that feeling really, really... Um you know, has been a great, great fun, and one of the one of the things that actually um, for TED um, RWS has introduced. So where we see the um, the kind of collaboration there between us, that's definitely you know the different projects they brought and said, hey, we're going to be doing this. Can you do the sound for that? And we're like, absolutely, we can. This is going to be great fun, um, and we've really enjoyed working with the guys, uh, Damian and Monica, on these these experiences so far.
2: Well, it's great. I mean, I think that's a really great segue into the next question, which is, um, you know, RWS is, is this big collection of companies now. How how have you managed to integrate all the companies into a whole while maintaining the creative and historical integrity of the individual companies and all the all the the the, the stories of, of their you know careers and and projects? You know, bring bring that to the table and and still maintain the identity and the new global
4: identity?
5: That's a great question. Um, I think that um, there's a few clients that I think will be uh, great examples for this. Um, But at the end of the day, um, we haven't lost anyone's identity. Um, And I think Monica said it earlier, we're we're not um, one size fits all. Um, So we're very much about working and collaborating with our partners and our clients um, to do what feels best. Um, We don't want to be the kitchen sink. We definitely want to be partners. Um, And, you know, we like to call our uh, companies and clients that we work with, our friends and our family. Most of them are. Um, So when Monica says we're working 24 hours, it's probably true um, because sometimes (laughs) that's at a restaurant having dinner um, and learning about each other. Um, one client that I think, uh, we've had some rich history with both at JRA and RWS is Santa's village, um, which is a great example. And now Ted is being brought into that fold, um, and developing some new merchandise opportunities with them as well. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we're a people business and it's about the people at RWS. It's about the people Ted it's about the people at JRA. It's about the people at arc and that's never going to change um you know we like to have fun um it's in our core values and and when we say raise your experience as our mission it it truly is um and when you're in the field you see it um and you see the passion that is really coming out of all of our team members and talent
4: i think one of the um biggest things when you you know you join forces with people is that first kind of engagement of how you work together and you you know you always wonder as creatives oh you know are they going to think differently are they going to think you know in a, in a different way to us and go on a different trajectory and actually one of the most refreshing things i've found about working with everyone we have at, at you know all the companies so far is that everyone's on that kind of same wavelength and whatever we're doing and you know there's different opinions everything seems to just fit really naturally together um which i think is rare and i think that's one of the things that um definitely our owner at ted originally robin um felt when he was talking to ryan in the sense of actually we we fit really well together we we work together um as a as a global entity and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be exciting and definitely from our side that's all we felt so far it's just kind of worked really nicely everything's felt really natural in the way we've been able to collaborate with each other and yeah I think we're seeing some some amazing work coming out of that so far
3: yeah as we get to know each other better across the the global team it's so nice to be able to just say hey I I need a I need a little help can can we brainstorm about this I I need a hand with some copy. can I pull you in for a couple hours. And that's been happening a lot lately. And I really love it because not only do we get to see um, what everyone else is working on, but we also get to learn about different processes and and sort of learn from best practices. For instance, at JRA's process is so different from uh, the one I've been steeped in as a, more of a, a writer performer, someone really focused on performance. So it's so exciting to get to see projects at. The very beginning stages and think mm, just as randy was saying how can we fit these things together at the inception point
0: yeah and and, and for us you know it's 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 like um, you know we always we we say you know we just walk down the walk down the hall to get an idea even if somebody's not working on our project you know it's like hey monica we, you know we're trying to do this thing. We don't know if it really works. What do you think? You know, we're trying to bounce ideas around because, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'm working on these massive master plans and I've got one little box that represents a show. Um, I want to know if that really works or not. And so we start to get down into some of the more, it, it, it's in, in advance of the, the detail that we need, but it really helps kind of form that um and and it makes me feel more confident in what we're presenting so that's been super helpful for us
1: so just to add a question so there's a there have been a lot of companies in the news uh you know the industry news kind of coming combining and, and being acquired and and all that and you know all you coming together you know there's people have different paces you know people have different processes you know as a public service announcement for being having gone through that Do you have any words of wisdom or advice you'd give to other people who are uh, maybe in the middle of that or maybe maybe hit with, not hit with that, but they may face that in the future. Um, They may give us advice on how to sync up.
5: Patience (laughs) um, is is definitely a key word. I mean, with growth inevitably comes change, right? Um, And it's not like RWS came in and was like, these are the policies and the procedures that we're going to maintain it's been a very collaborative um, approach to growth Um, and like you mentioned there are definitely a lot of companies out there combining some are are getting some large investments as well which um, has sped their growth like fever for example right Um, and the growth that we've seen from them Um, but i think patience and trust like have patience and trust the process um, I think is is very important
4: I think listening to um, each other is just so valuable as well like we when I first got on a call with with uh, Monica and Damien to talk about the um, Ibiza Symphonica they they generally felt like they listened to us and what we had to bring to the table rather than just saying, we want an orchestra, we want visuals, we want this, we want that. What 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 would you do here? And I think that developed those relationships really quickly to be able to, to work together and collaborate. And um, yeah, definitely, definitely, if you can listen to each other, you're going to get a better idea and a better, better structure within any, any kind of entity. Yeah.
0: And I, and, and reaching out, you know, um, I mean, I've, I've been doing this for a long time and you know we are always building teams um we were, we were always building teams whether you know we were connected to another company or not and so um every project had a different set of of consultants um, architects engineers we've you know show designers we've had all these things coming in one thing that i've learned is that, you know we just keep reaching out ask questions um you know, admit that you don't know something. Um, get in there and uh, get help from everybody because the the bigger the bigger group makes us that much stronger. And uh, and everybody's been really willing to um, to jump in and help out and uh, uh, and and kind of play uh, creatively as we uh, as we work on these projects.
3: Everyone's really said this all so beautifully. All all I'm going to add is um, figure out how you're going to share files. (laughs) surprisingly a very big deal, Um, but but that goes for really all of the sort of like the technical processes and um, all of that back end stuff that you kind of don't think about when you've been in the same organization for a long time. And then suddenly you're part of a cross-functional team or a cross-company team. You go, whoa, how are we, how are we? What are the tools we're using to collaborate? Um, so it's been fun to learn about new tools, and it's been a challenge to figure out w- which tools are we going to use. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a surprisingly big part of of things I think about as a, a team leader. Yeah.
2: Well, at TeTV, uh, we have a, a real great team of, of volunteers and and artists and technicians and stuff like you know Charlie and, and CJ you met earlier. Our producers and you know, uh, Patrick and I started the show, uh, way before TET TETV even existed, uh, back in 2023 or 2020. And uh, the way we met was at the 2010 Theo Awards, where uh, uh I was uh, the music director, and I've been the music director on and off for the Theo Awards for 20 years now. Um, and uh, last year, with the show that you guys produced, you guys came in and produced uh, this year's show, rather. I mean, and it was an interesting experience for me to to sit and watch someone else produce our show, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. You guys did a really great job, and uh, I'd love to hear how uh, how how that, how it came about that you guys produced the Theas and 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 how you accomplished that.
5: Monica, I think mean, this
3: oh. is- <laughs> I-, I was gonna give it to you to to tell the origin story. And- oh,
5: I-, I can start with the origin. I think okay. um you know, we've we've been talking a lot about companies, you know, us joining forces and stuff. Obviously, we had a great relationship with them, but JRA really had a very strong relationship um with that organization and association um with Keith James, obviously. Um, being awarded um, uh, a lifetime achievement award. Um, Claire Rice, our global director of marketing, sitting on the board there um, as well. Uh, we really began to evaluate um, one, the positives that we had with IAPA in producing that for a couple years and um, opened the door for conversation with um, their board and their leadership team. And um, the rest uh, kind of just uh, everything fell into place and and then Monica and, and the team brought it to life, really.
3: So what was really fun about uh, working on the Thea's this year is that our, our agreement with the TEA is actually for two years of producing the Thea's. So we knew that we were going to have an opportunity to make some changes and um, explore some new ideas in 2023. And then that we'd also get the opportunity in 2024 to likely take the event to a new venue and explore even further. So we looked at 2023 as um, sort of phase one of that, of um, figuring out what do people really love about the Theas and what are things that maybe they love less? So we did a lot of listening. Um, We talked to board members. We talked to um, members across the country. Um, we worked very closely with Lindsay Nelson and Melissa Rumino, um, doing a, just a lot of active listening. What does this show need to be? And one of the things we really heard from everyone is this should feel like the Oscars of themed entertainment. So that's really the um, perspective that informed our scenic design, which you see here. We wanted it to feel really luxe and really um, glamorous. And um, so we also wanted to bring a live band into the show, which it's had on and off over the years. And we thought, well, uh, the stage is actually a, a little tougher than we thought it was gonna be to work on. So why not make the band kind of a focal point of the show and bring them on stage, lean into this kind of old school, um, classic, almost like um, late night show look. Um, the the band corrals uh, that they have on late night shows were, were definitely an inspiration. And um, okay, let's use that as the stage to really showcase people in the industry who maybe don't always get a lot of credit. That's another huge thing that we that we heard from everyone we talked to and that we started bringing into uh, the, d- the design and the scripting of the show this year and that we'll double down on even more next year. Um, so a, a really simple moment that we wrote into the script was when Melissa was on stage welcoming everyone having everyone pick up their program book, which is one of the only places where all of the collaborators that work on um, a Thea winning project are listed. And she invited people to really take a look at all of those names, all of the different people. Um, and then she recognized people in the room who have been involved in projects, no matter how big or how small. Um, and so that was just one small way that we tried to bring the heart into this show and um, really make that the focus. So uh, the theme for the evening was being earnest, um, being warm. And I, based on the feedback I've gotten from people, I think we did it. Um, but really um, letting go of everything else and just focusing on, on, on how do we inspire those feelings in our guests.
1: Well, that's great. Well, yeah, Andy and I were fortunate enough to attend the show, um, and actually, we did, we did. We were able to do a little bit of a red carpet live coverage. So, what you all were—I don't want to say scrambling, but just doing that—you know, last-minute preparation. We were out out in the lobby having some fun too. So, it seemed to work out pretty well. And and you know, I definitely—I—I I, I did work on a on a, on a theater award-winning project, so it was fun to be able to kind of raise your hand or stand up and recognize yourself in the moment. And sometimes that you know you don't get a chance to really do that. So that was that's a nice touch. Well, oh, congratulations! <laughs> no, yeah, I want it's to really—it's everybody else, really, you know—that comes to make a project go together. Um, well, so and so, it looks like we're going to be—you're going to be working on the show. We know that there's a new location, yeah, uh, which is exciting. You know, there's a lot of buzz about that, so we're looking forward to see how that it all adapts. Um, and then you also mentioned, you know, you, you know, IAPA, Is there is there any or um, anything you want to talk about in regards to IAPA and and the different involvement there?
3: Yeah, very similar process, really. Um, A a lot of listening with the client and um, the folks at IAPA are very, very involved in the production of all of the events that take place on that IAPA stage. Um, So, oh, I love this
0: picture. Right, just, uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome.
3: Um, So, yeah, very, very collaborative. I think, um, whereas the TEA, they, They had in mind more, what are the feelings we wanna inspire? What are the things that matter to us? The folks at IAPA um, have more of a, uh, a, a, I'd say sort of a concrete vision of what should it look like. So we worked together with them to develop a scenic design that would support that vision. Um, One of the things that our scenic designer, Dan Russo, brought in were these um, screens. Uh, They're from um, a vendor called Stretch Shapes and they are stretchy, um, sort of like spandex screens that fit over a truss frame. Um, We went with that option because we knew they'd be quick to install. There's a very quick turnaround time with the installation of these events and that they'd be easy to store. Um, That is actually not, um, Patrick asked if this is the brass rings. um, This is actually the opening ceremony of IAPA, not the Brass Ring Awards. I believe that's where we set. We, we attempted to set a Guinness World Record for um, the most simultaneous confetti cannons. <laughs>
2: <Wow>. <laughs>
3: it was truly wild. The, the, I have some pictures of the cleanup, which I think are on my LinkedIn, which are pretty hysterical. Um, so, this was something that, for instance, this is a, something that IAPA brought to us and said, hey, we wanna do this, set the Guinness World Record, help us make it happen. So we had to work uh, on the technical side, on the writing side to figure out how to facilitate that for the client. Um, Another thing we facilitated was um, getting um, someone up on stilts on the stage um, and having a rider on the shoulders of someone walking on stilts. So an actually fairly complicated circus stunt Um, And we had to do a lot of um, safety planning and planning with a a number of different partners to help make that happen during the event as well. So really an exercise in managing many different events simultaneously and building a set and building a a sort of a production structure that would support that.
1: Well, that's great. Well, you know, appreciate you. Being a part of the industry, inside and out, right, and being a part of these industry events, these world-class events, which is, which is great to see. Uh, well, we're kind of we're getting close to the end here of our hour together. Um, you know, we have four of you on the show, and once again, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your days to to speak about your process, a little bit of a hints for the future, uh, and all the fun things that you're up to. Um, you know, we have a lot of a lot of people out out here who watch the show. And, um, is there anything that maybe you you just would give out, um, what would you want your fellow peers to know, um, about, about yourselves or any, any advice you may have? So, um, maybe that's for people who are trying to break in the industry. Maybe it's just your industry colleagues who may be, you know, feeling a little bit down, anything like that. Um, Kevin, you seem like a pretty effervescent guy. Why don't we start with you? Any words of wisdom out to the world?
5: (laughs) When in doubt, glitter it out, be remarkable and always sparkle is what I like to say. Uh, have fun, um, meet people, um, and never burn a bridge. It's a it's a small industry. We're all going to work together, um, and really, truly, is a it's a people business. Um, and and uh, whether you work with um, people today, uh, you might work with them in, in ten or fifteen years. Um, but my motto is is have fun.
1: That's great. Uh, how about over to Paul?
4: For me, I think you've always got to look at why you started working in this industry. I started by walking into a music studio at college and um, going, wow, that is what I want to do. And I remind myself of that all the time. Work with some fantastic people producing music and audio across the years. Um, And I just remind myself that every day, listen back to old things I've done. And I think that can really keep you motivated for where you want to go next um in your career uh but keeping true to yourself and making sure that you are um you know doing it for the right reasons we work in an industry which you know i don't think in the 15 years i've worked for ted i've really ever felt like you know i've worked a day in my life i've always been creating amazing amazing concept shows you know, in production. So, for me, that's something which I think is really key for us to be lucky about. We work in this, you know, this industry, um, and yeah, got to keep true to that for me. That's
0: great.
1: Thanks, Paul. Over to Randy.
4: Um,
0: yeah, I mean, have fun. Um, I mean, this this work we do is a gift. Um, you know, we're 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 lucky to uh, get to play in this uh, amazing. Uh, uh, toy box that, that we uh, that we get to play in. Um, remind your colleagues every day that they're they um, need to have fun as well. I mean, uh, when we start getting too serious about stuff, uh, you know, some we we're probably going the wrong way. Um, you know, our our guests are coming to visit um, our attractions because they want to have fun. So um, we better keep that spirit uh, in there all the time. Um, yeah. Great.
1: And Monica, any parting words of wisdom?
3: Yeah. Never forget that we do this for an audience and you just don't know how things will shape someone's life and how an experience in themed entertainment could, could really change your life. Um, that's a life. And that's a real gift to be able to work in that kind of a field and give those kind of experiences to other people.
1: That's great. Well. Um, you know, you talked about a lot of things that you all do, and, and there's probably a lot of people watching, you know, who may want to follow or get involved with your companies. So what should people do if they either have a project they want to collaborate with you on or maybe they want to work for you? Um, what's the best way to stay in touch? Maybe that's to Kevin uh, on that front.
5: Yeah, uh, well, all of our careers and audition opportunities are on our global website, which is rwsglobal.com. Um, Definitely follow us all on on our social media channels. Um, LinkedIn is definitely more business to business and um, how we're growing uh, synergies, uh, whether on RWS Global or JRA or TED or the RWS LinkedIn. Um, And uh, our Facebook and Instagrams are definitely more um, about our uh, talent and technician opportunities. Um, I'm an open door, so... Um, you can, uh, email me, um, if you want to work with me, or if you have questions, my email is, um, kcresco at rwsglobal.com. You can also send me a LinkedIn message. Um, and, uh, I can, uh, funnel you to the, to the powers that be, or (laughs) if I don't have an answer, I will, uh, find it out for you.
2: That's great. I really appreciate you, you know, putting that out there for people, because, you know, I think that it's, that's always one of the big questions, like, you know, well, you know, we people who watch the show, it's like, okay, this is all well and good, and I love hearing all of your perspectives, but how do I get in touch with these people, and that's, I appreciate you uh, taking an extra step.
5: Yeah, totally.
1: All right, well, with that, uh, for those of you that, uh, for, who are on the show, if you don't mind just hanging on just for a moment until after we close it out, we can do a little after discussion, but... Uh, thank you so much for joining us, everyone out there, uh, whether we're in your ears on our podcast or watching uh, later on down the line or watched live. Uh, we'll be back in a, in a little bit with Donnelly Williams, like we said, on the 24th. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Thanks,
5: everyone. <laughs>